Hey friends and welcome. Listen, life is a journey filled with unexpected detours and most of us have experienced at least one and maybe more life-altering pitfalls. How we choose to react and grow from heartbreaks, roadblocks, stumbles and struggles, well, that's where the magic is created. Tune in twice a month when me, Kathy Talone asks, and then what happened? You don't want to miss an episode as we go on a fascinating journey with new and old friends sharing their ups and downs on their unique path to personal freedom. I'm so grateful you joined us. Thanks for being here. Welcome to episode two. This is the Kathy Talone Show, and then what happened? Today, I have a very, very special guest and a super close friend, Kelly Taphouse. Kelly Taphouse is originally from Toronto, Canada. She's been in Playa Hermosa. Well, actually, you've been in Haco. We're in, we're in Playa Hermosa right now. <laughs> She's been in Costa Rica for just over a year. Kelly Taphouse is the founder of Move Fitness Clubs in Toronto and now in Costa Rica. She is a visionary in women's fitness committed to improving the way women experience fitness in their bodies. She's a mother of two and an advocate for body autonomy. Well said. <laughs> Welcome, Kelly. Thanks, Kathy. I'm super happy to be here chatting with you today. I am super happy for you yeah. to be here. I guess we're just going to get right into it. So talking about the mother of two and an advocate for body autonomy. I always have a difficulty with that word autonomy. So I'm just going to ask you right off, what does that mean and what does it feel like and look like for you? So that's a great question. I feel like my sort of my messaging and the mission around my messaging in the fitness space has really evolved over the last six, seven years. And when I first got started in fitness um, with the second phase of fitness that I'm in, which I'll explain, I was all about what we called body positivity. And body positivity was a very misused term for, um, for loving your body as you are, accepting everything. And that got really big, it became a trend, it, you know, it snowballed, but then it became something a little bit, a little bit deeper for me because it, it became once again in the fitness and beauty industry, it became about body, 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 all about your body, 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 body positivity, body love. And I believe at the heart of it all, we are so much more than the shape and size of our body, so much more than our physical appearance. So body autonomy for me, means having the freedom and ability to choose for yourself how you feel about your body. Your messaging is beautiful. Everything you represent is beautiful in this journey. And then what happened is going to be amazing. Let's go back to the um, beginning. You're from Toronto, Canada. Yeah. You were married. You had two children in Toronto, Canada. And as I said, you've been here in Costa Rica for just over a year. So tell us just a little bit of backstory on when you first got MOVE, when you first created MOVE. Um, you are the absolute founder of MOVE, which is a women's health club. So why don't you talk to us just a little bit about that so we can get to know you in your backstory. Okay, so it all started at this point 21 years ago when I got started in fitness. And it started with the purchase of my first membership at a gym. And like most women at the time, I just went to the gym because that's what girls did. Um, I was never, you know, by media standards, obese. I was never slender, like the beauty industry tells you. I was just perfectly, pleasantly happy and average. But I got a gym membership because that's what people did. Um, and like every other woman in the gym, I walked through the doors and I beelined to the cardio section because we were always under the, concept, under the understanding that women needed to lose weight. And that's what fitness was associated to. That's why we went to the gym. So I was at the gym day after day on all of those cardio machines, working on my fitness with the goal of I'm going to lose weight because that's what women do when we go to the gym. And I'll never forget that day. And it was actually a day that changed my life forever. I was approached by a male trainer. He walked up to me on the elliptical machine and he's like, I see you every day. You're working really, really hard you'd look so great if you lost five pounds, I can help you. Oh my. <laughs> so it was with that small but mighty statement 
So began a 20-year battle with okay, fitness. Okay, so how old were you at this time? I was, well, I'm currently 47, so that I was about 21, 21 years or so old. Okay, you were single. Yeah. You obviously had no children at that time, so. I was single. I was happy-go-lucky. I was, you know, I didn't love my body. I didn't hate my body, but I understood everyone's getting a gym membership, so I'm going to go. And then I understood women go to the cardio section because that's how we lose weight and that's what we need to do. Okay. Um, I didn't have that conscious thought about my body in that way. So there was no like emotional scars from childhood. There was no baggage that you're bringing forward. There was no healing that you were looking for specifically. You know, maybe there was a little bit unconsciously, like I'm sure we've all grown up with our mother making comments like a minute on the lips, forever on the hips, or do you really want that cookie? But it wasn't now looking back, I have a different perspective of that experience, but it was never like do or die. I need to lose weight. It was just always kind of a soundtrack in my mind that food equaled size, right? Okay. Food wasn't about nourishment. Food is big or small in terms of your body. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it literally was with that small but mighty statement from that male trainer that began a 20-year battle with fitness, with food, and my body. It literally changed my life forever. Okay, so I'm reading a blog that you sent me, and it actually says, when fitness had failed me. Was that the moment that you can define that fitness failed you? I'm sure it's a much longer story <laughs> than that. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that was the moment. And, you know, when I look back at that blog post I wrote, I shared whole heart, wholeheartedly and and you know, with the utmost level of vulnerability. But now that I have a little bit more time that I've been able to sit with that, I don't know that it failed me. I feel like it guided me, mm. right, to where I need to be. So nice. I'm just, yeah, I'm, I have a different perspective. And I'm actually very grateful for all of my struggles because I'm here now. Okay. Yeah. I have to ask, of course, right? And then what happened? So you're on the treadmill. This yeah. male comes over you've never met before. And he said, hey, beautiful or, you know, hey, Cal, <laughs> you look great, but. Yeah. It, so needless to say, I hired that trainer and I saw that trainer three times a week because he said, I'm going to look great if I lost five pounds. I never really thought about it, but then I started thinking about it. Um, and then I was like, yeah, oh, I, my hips, my, my, my arms. Oh, maybe I do need to lose five pounds. Right. So I hired the trainer. We went on to train for six months and I started to lose weight. And I started to lose weight fast. I was in the gym. I was like, you know, just starting to get all of this attention on my physical appearance that I'd never have. Everyone was giving me high fives at the gym. You're looking amazing. Wow, look at you, look at you, look at you, look at you, right? Mm. And then so there I am with this new body. I'm 15 pounds lighter. I'm like, you know, what the media says is beautiful, right? And then that same trainer said, you do really great in a fitness competition. So for those of you who don't know what a fitness competition is, it's where you take measures to drastically and extreme, uh, extremely lose weight and get your body buff and ready for this moment where you step on stage in front of then a panel of male judges in a, uh, like a skimpy bikini. You do a 360 degree series of posing and you get ranked number one, two or three in best body. Okay. That's what was called a fitness competition. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was all physical. So this is <laughs> yeah. when all the awareness kind of came in. So you go to the gym mm -hmm. to, I don't know, I guess experience what everybody does, right? It's just one of those things you go into the gym for fitness, for community, for a little cardio, for, um, you know, maybe some muscles. But here you are on the, the treadmill, a man yeah. comes over to you and you just start this almost, I mean, from what I'm hearing, a toxic relationship with your body in fitness where it didn't exist before. And Not that, I mean, that's super fascinating and almost no coincidence that this was a man who brought this awareness to you right. and to be put up on stage in front of men who are looking at your physical attributes as opposed to anything fitness at all. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, I can see where <laughs> this is going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I hired the trainer again to take me to these fitness competitions and he placed me on these extremely restrictive diets where literally days I felt like I was eating maybe a thousand calories. That's like enough to feed a five-year-old, if 
not actually not even enough to feed a five-year-old. Um, I was working out seven days a week, twice a day. I was emaciated. I was starving. I was like encouraged to keep going because my body was almost there. And this is actually what is still happening behind the scenes, just FYI, in these fitness and bodybuilding competitions. But I was brand new to this and just kind of experiencing. So needless to say, the, the, the accolades from everyone kept coming in. You look amazing. You're so dedicated. You're looking so good. And so, so at this time, let me ask you, at this time, do you remember feeling a certain way? Did you know that something was happening to your spirit? Yes, you know, that's such a good point. And this is where I fight every day with the regret, but I understand those struggles brought me here, is I was dying inside. Everyone thought I was so fit and healthy, but I was literally dying inside, Kathy. And you had this awareness at the time, you remember that? I'm gonna say I had the awareness, but I was completely hooked and addicted. Okay. I was addicted to that skinny, beautiful body mm. that all of a sudden everyone just loved me. I had such self-worth and value right. at that size, but no one knew and I, I never shared it with my mom or my friends, I was dying but everyone wanted to work out with me. Everyone wanted to be like me. Mm -hmm. um, and I just felt like such an imposter at the time. And that wasn't even a term or a label back then, but I knew inside I was an imposter and, and I didn't feel good about it. Okay, yeah. wow. Mm -hmm. That's See, that's really something, and you and I have talked about this. I've never seen that side of fitness before. And I'm just so grateful for you to come today and just share this story because it's so, so important. Um, I, I, I don't have a, a, a girl, I don't have a, um, you know, a young lady in my house. I don't know really how to, how that works right now. I don't know how the fitness industry is. So why don't you talk just a little bit more about your feelings on what's going on. You touched on the fact that this is still going on and rampant right now. It's still going on and rampant. And to be honest, Kathy, I've completely removed myself okay. um, just because it is such a toxic place, right? And I just, you know, I'll share a little bit more about, you know, the kind of how that whole decade ended for me and how it prompted me to where I am. But like sadly to say like that still that still happens and you know some people have like are awake to what's happening and some people are just so deeply entrenched into that belief system that that's what fitness is for that it, it happens and it, it literally breaks my heart and I am more than determined to not be a part of that anymore not to feed into that yeah. yeah and I thank you personally for that so okay let's go back to you being on stage with the men judging your physical appearance I mean I can't even truly imagine that at such a young age so <laughs> kind of take it back from there and yeah and, and let us know what's going on so I I got up on that stage for the first time and I remember myself I had that little bikini and all the it, it's called show tan they tan up your skin and you put like a number on you and they march all the girls out like a in a pageant and the music is on, everyone's clapping, and I was placed fifth or something like that. And I remember, and without even knowing, I, I go home, my heart was deflated, I felt like a failure, but even bigger than that, I went home and I started to binge eat. Like I hadn't eaten in years. I started to binge, but then I started to purge, right? because the weight was coming on so fast. My body was sore. I had no motivation for fitness. I had completely fallen out of fitness, out of love with fitness and myself. And I was literally at rock bottom. So that same trainer came up to me and said, hey, let's get you back in shape. Let's do another show. And of course I was hungry to look like that again. So I went back and I did another show, lost the weight, but still, kept all of those really bad addictive behaviors. So fast forward five years, show after show, my body weight would fluctuate between 20 pounds, 30 pounds, it would go back down. I was on this roller coaster and I couldn't escape, right? Every time I would achieve that body, I would get the, the compliments, they would come back, mm -hmm. right? So by this point though, I had actually jumped ship of careers and I became a personal trainer. I got certified. And I was now in the gym training women for the same things that I had just put myself through, 
right? Because, I mean, did you feel like there was a sense of success? I'm getting... Yeah, yeah exactly, Kathy. It's because like, you, you achieved your goal, or at least the yeah. goal that this man told you and the men yeah. surrounding you were saying that yeah. you're, at the, you're at peak performance or you're at top of the game. You're exactly the way you're supposed to be. I'm exactly how the magazines say I should look. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. have I have that. So there was yeah. a sense of pride going on there, right? I mean, yeah. you were getting the um, attention in a way, the feedback that you needed that felt good, and it just became extremely toxic. It was it was just such a toxic disorder thing. And despite all the like disordered um, habits with fit with food and with fitness um, that I had developed. I was calling myself a fitness professional. And this was very common amongst fitness fitness professionals, right? This extreme approach, basing fitness and something like such a powerful gift as movement around such a poisonous thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I was, funny enough, I was doing so well as a personal trainer. I had maybe like 60 clients, female clients at one point, all coming to see me to lose weight, right? And putting them through the same routines, doing the same things. But I, I knew, I knew this, I'm like, this needs to end, this needs to end. And it did end because I had my first son. I had my first baby. Okay. All right. So yeah. at this time you did not own the gym. That's correct. Nope. You were working at yeah. another gym, but you were yep. totally immersed. So mm-hmm. going from not even being in the gym to this whole journey that you just, you know, explained <laughs> to us. And now here you are as uh, a coach, as a personal trainer who is very successful, sharing the exact blueprint that made you successful in your mind, but inside you're just dying because it's just, you weren't in line, right? No, I, w- I was literally, Kathy, when we say dying, mm. I was at rock bottom. Mm-hmm. So I had my son, and with the birth of my first son came 70 pounds. So again, it's this, it's constantly, I felt like I had no control. And I, I remember that day I had my baby and I was six to eight weeks postpartum and I looked in the mirror and I started bawling. Mm-hmm. Like my, I can't even, I can't even talk about it without crying because I know like, most, if there's women listening out there, you can understand when you look in the mirror, even if it's something so subtle, it has such a big impact on you because of the external influences shaping our thoughts. And that, that's where next I'll enter body autonomy. But in your thoughts told you, because of this history of success, your new paradigm, your new mindset yeah. of success was mm-hmm. looked this way. It was looked this way. So my And now husband, it was the opposite, so. And now it was the opposite. and. I just, I had no awareness. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget the day my husband came up, he was watching me behind me, put his arms around me from behind, looked in the mirror, he said, baby, if your body never changes from the way you look today, I will love you no less. Mm. And he's like, put on one of my big old sweatshirts and my sweatpants and just go exercise, go move. And I was like, I can't, I don't wanna go to the gym. It's a poisonous place for me. And he's like, baby, just go move. Don't look in the mirror, go in the corner, just put on a hat or go for a walk, do something. I'll move with you, let's go, right? And so we started moving and I just had no motivation. My husband was busy, he couldn't be by my side the whole time. So then someone said, why don't you hire a trainer? And I was like, oh, not another (laughs) trainer. That's what got us in trouble in the first place, right? So my- So there was no trust there whatsoever. There was no trust. My career in fitness was on hold because I was on mat leave. And so finally, my, one of my best friends said, Kelly, I know the perfect coach for you. She's a woman. You're, you have to meet her. And I resisted. I resisted till finally she literally dragged me into the studio to meet this trainer. And it was another life-changing, another life-changing moment. So I meet this trainer. And the first thing she says to me, she's like, Kelly, what are your goals? And I said, I need to lose all this baby weight. And she goes, I don't do weight loss. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was baffled. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean you don't do weight loss? How am I going to lose the weight? She goes, I help women get strong. And it was that. And I was like, fuck, okay, great. Let's get strong. Because <laughs> you've never heard this before. <laughs> never. So I hired that trainer. All right, let me just, yeah. I, I just want to reflect <laughs> yeah. on this for a moment. I can't let us go past this yeah, moment yeah, yeah. right now because this yeah. is, this is yeah. some heavy, deep shit, right? Yeah, so, yeah, I yeah. mean, let's just sit, sit in that for a second. So 
The whole time you're training, the whole time you're within, I'm just going to say, in a very masculine uh, mindset of what fitness is supposed to be and what a woman's body is supposed to look like. Yeah. So were there any other values that were in this container? Was there movement? Was there joint you know, flexibility? Was there, um, you know, the positive muscle, you know, um, the way muscles were supposed to be healthy and things like that? Was there any of that being talked about? Or was it literally just how the muscles looked from the, from the yeah. eye? It was literally, you got to get lower in your squat because your booty's going to get bigger. Okay. You got to do your like back or you got to do this because muscles are going to get bigger. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh my there was gosh. no mind-body connection. There was nothing. Mm -hmm. So I hired that trainer. Okay. Um, and she, once again, was like a pivoting, like a pivotal figure of where I needed to go next. So six months, you know, fast forward six months, I'm seeing her three days a week. Not once did she weigh me. Not once did she comment on my body. Not once did she... Um, talk about calories or food, nothing. Literally, we went into the gym, we mobilized my joints, we m prepped my movement, and before I knew it, I'll never forget the day, I was getting dressed to go to the gym, looking in that same mirror, I had lost a lot of weight. I, I don't even know how much. My husband burned our scale, so. <laughs> and I ran into my session, and I said, the name, I won't speak of the name, but I said, can oh my God, uh -huh. I, it's a very intimate and private journey okay. that I, I, yeah, this, we um, respect that. So I said, oh my God, I, I think I've lost like 50 pounds. She's like, how many pull-ups are you going to do today? Didn't even reward me for that thing that almost broke me. Mm -hmm. Right. So she's like, how many pull-ups are you going to do today? Tap house. And I was like, I don't know. I've never done a pull-up. She goes, let's go. Intuitively, she knew I was ready. I got to that bar and I pulled myself up. And for the first time, I felt what it felt like to be strong outside and inside. Mm -hmm. And it was at that moment that I knew exactly what I needed to do in the fitness industry, what the next part of my journey was, what my payback needed to be for women in fitness. So I, I just, I speak so passionately about this because that feeling, I, I can't even explain it in words, but that's what I want every woman to experience when they are doing fitness, when they are working out. I want them to feel that, that level of empowerment, that level of body autonomy, that level of like knowing that they are so much more than their physical appearance. Yeah. So, you know, with that, I, I literally went home and I said to my husband, I'm like, oh my God, I know, I know what this is. I need to create a gym or a fitness experience for women that's focused on strong. And I think I'm going to call it Get Strong. Mm -hmm. And it was at that moment, the inception of MOVE began. And yeah, every day, every day, Kathy, I would go in my little notebook with my scribble, with my pen, and I would just blurb words. I would write down words. I would just like hashtag this. I would just try to map it all out. I still have some of those books. I have a stack about this big of just how my brand came to life, right? So, yeah. so what was the old community doing? Were you still attached to them or was it just like you severed that connection with them totally? Because yeah. I can imagine, I mean, it's almost, I'm seeing like visually, you know, like black and white. I mean, you were in one side and you just completely flipped to the other. So. Was that uncomfortable for you? Did you ever go back to that community? Did you feel like you had to explain things to them or was it just like, boom, I'm moving forward? Yeah, I had a little bit of, no, you know, I think at that point, I just, I really kept to myself because I knew that my, my messaging and my mission was not the popular, popular messaging in the fitness industry. And I knew that I was gonna come up against some like, some, what's it called? Like there was going to be a lot of objecting forces against me, right? With the way I wanted to do things. So I set out there and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to open up a fitness space, but I had a lot of research to do. So I spent the next year doing the work, trying to understand the fitness space for women. I did hundreds and hundreds of hours on re uh, research on the fitness space for women, 
I identified all of the problems and I identified exactly what I was going to do. Um, I created my brand. I created everything. I found my space. And fast forward to opening night of Move Fitness Club in Toronto. Okay. So mm. I have to ask you, I'm a transformational life coach. I work with women. And how did this... I'm with you on the journey, really, right? But you were so entrenched in this mindset. And I understand when we have children, you know, so many things change. You had a loving husband. You still have a very loving husband. <laughs> he's <laughs> pretty good. He's, he's extremely supportive, and he knew exactly at that moment what you needed, and he gave it to you. But do you remember having some specific aha moments, or was it just, you know, was it a spontaneous change? Was it a drip? I mean, I'm feeling your enthusiasm. I know you. I'm in your classes. You know, you're amazing. You're a su supportive and inspirational. Um, but I'm just curious because you make it sound so easy. And I've worked with so many women. Transformation like this is not easy, you know, mentally. Yeah. So how did that kind of transpire for you? Or, or were you just so, you know, driven at that time and you just absolutely 100% knew that you were on the right path? I think, Kathy, that's such a great question because I, I hit rock bottom and I saw no way out. I was left and scarred with an eating disorder, body image disorder, <laughs> my career, 40 years old, what the hell am I going to do, right? So I was at rock bottom, but when I discovered that first pull-up with that trainer, when I discovered, when I started putting things together in my mind, she didn't comment on my weight loss. She praises me on this. I feel so much better. I think it was a moment of just being, I'm going to say, it was a moment of falling back in love with fitness, but this time for all the right reasons. I was now awake, and I saw with clarity. So when yeah. she didn't comment on your weight, like, how did that make you feel? Were you just like, like, what the fuck? Like, I've been working so hard. Look <laughs> at me. Because that, oh, was, that was the only yeah. lens that, you know, was available to you in the past. So here you are, you show up again back in fitness, and that just doesn't exist anymore. So I'm just curious, <laughs> like, <laughs> I know was, what was that relationship <laughs> at that moment? Obviously, it well, worked out. I was a little positively. bit disappointed. I was looking I for affirmation. Yeah. And she was a tough cookie. Like, mm -hmm. she just wasn't going to play a part in that in my life. And but immediately diverted the situation. And it's like, tap out. Let's go do your pull-ups. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And immediately she praised the shit out of me. Like, I've never. I was like, oh, my God, I can't <laughs> take all this. Everyone's looking in the gym and clapping. And. I was all of a sudden that girl, you know, six years ago, who everyone was saying, you look so good, your body, 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 to you are strong. You yeah, are amazing. I got goosebumps. <laughs> and so I think it's just a moment of maybe, you know, I hit that rock bottom, but I rediscovered myself in a different way and something just lit up. I, I realized like I had fallen back in love with fitness, but this time for the right reason. And that quickly became, by the way, like my tagline, like fall in love with fitness for all the right reasons. And some women automatically get it. And some women are like, what does that mean? <laughs> so, you know, that's... I mean, yeah. but the first thought is like, wow, it's absolutely like, clearly you were just on, literally on a divine path. Because so many people, how do you show up as this, like in your words, 70 pound overweight woman the only relationship with the fitness in the gym was turned completely toxic. So to go back to that, you know, I mean, that's, that's so amazing. It's so inspirational. It's clearly, like I mentioned, divine. Sometimes they say, someone said this to me and, and it, hit, it hit home so hard. Sometimes you just have to build what you want to be a part of. Mm. And mm -hmm. I wanted to love exercise. I wanted to continue my career, but I didn't want to be a part of that thing anymore. It was just evil and not for me. I wanted to create something better and I did. And I did and mm -hmm. I just like, it's just amazing. I'll share with you really quickly, you know, just having to be up against even more odds. So opening day of Move Fitness Club in Toronto, I had worked on this opening for a year. Doors open, media comes in, people are interviewing, um, you know, and I'll never forget that one interviewer said so, how are you expecting your business to sell? Because get strong really isn't sexy, right? Was it a man? It was a woman. Oh. 
It was a woman. Bitch. And I started crying oh in front of everybody. <laughs> on the first, the opening night. Yeah. Oh, come and my husband broke. was just like, <laughs> looking at me with like, babe, pull up your pants here. But we're so fragile yeah. at that moment. We're so vulnerable. Yeah. And so she said, like, what is this, the Dove campaign? The what? The Dove campaign. Do you, does it, is no. that, did that go over? Okay. So there's a big, big soap company called Dove. Okay. Everyone know of that? Yeah. And maybe a decade ago they ran, and I think that they still do. I hope they still do. They ran an ad campaign of bodies of all different shapes and sizes, women in their underwear, every color, shape, size. And it was just like the best thing I've ever seen. So she's, she made a, a slight on that. Wow. Yeah. She just wanted to cut you hard. So yeah. what was, was she in the fitness? Was she a fitness She was a fitness junkie. Or? She was okay. a, an Instagram Toronto socialite. Okay, okay. And I looked at my husband. So once again, he's like my Ouch. anchor. He looked at me in the eyes and I said, no, it's actually better. Nice job. Yeah. Nice. So, you know, a lot of people who were like, hmm, I just don't know about your messaging and messaging or mission. It's not going to sell. It's not sexy. And I just like, I had to tune that out because this is, this is what I wanted to be, be a part of. And I always thought, you know, Kathy, like if I struggled so much like this, there must be a lot of other women out there that struggle with the way they feel about their bodies. And what's really fucking sad is that we're not even given the chance to formulate our own opinion about how we look from the day we're born, from our mother's womb, or mother figure's womb, whatever, we are born into a system, a context of beauty that's been predetermined for us. We don't get to choose for ourselves. Even if we're like, no, I, 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 I like my body, I'm choosing those little messaging, that messaging that's been there since the day we've been born is shaping that. So body autonomy, just going back to the beginning, means taking back that power and choosing for ourselves how we feel. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm just really grateful that, you know, all, all the years of struggle, you know? So you have a, a beautiful little girl. She yeah. just recently turned three. Yeah. So let's just um, fast forward real quick. She's 15, 16, 17, these are the difficult years, right? I have a 15 year old, a boy, a little bit different, but these are the, re all of that, like you said, all of that uh, programming that we've gone through up until we're a teenager, when we finally can express ourselves. And again, we're so vulnerable, we're, you know, we are, we've accepted all of these beliefs. So here we are coming out, our bodies changed and now, this is where maybe like a lot of struggle can start. So with your three-year-old, beautiful girl, clearly she has no, <laughs> she's, she's a I'm, wild one. She, I have love bubbles, I really do. She like, has no, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's just say issues right now with her um, body, right? She, she's gonna do In a very, very positive fine. way. Yeah. But what would you say to her if she was 15 right now? If you could just flash forward to that moment or any 15, 14 year old um, young woman who is just starting this journey of you know, adulthood and womanhood. It's, oh gosh. So I'm not an expert. <laughs> I'm just, well, maybe we can call <laughs> I think me. You are. Maybe we can call me an accidental expert. Um, I would but call you an expert. I think it needs to start sooner. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very cautious of the narrative in my home, right? So I'm just, you know, very, very cautious to never speak negatively of my body, to never comment on her, like her body. I think making sure she grows up to feel ridiculously smart and empowered and know that how she looks is actually the least interesting thing about her, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna deny that, you know, women take care of our external appearance. I love to play with clothing and jewelry and hair, and maybe she will too, right? And do I think that's okay? Do I think like we should go and, and feed the big corporations and buy the shoes and buy the earrings and all of that? Yeah, do what you wanna do, play with it. Uh, you know, perhaps every female mammal in the world like pretties herself up for her mate perhaps, but we need to know that it's the least interesting thing about us and we need to spend very little time on it. Mm -hmm. And we need to not let it 
tear us up or build us down. We just need to be like, know that that's a small part. And so I think that going back to your question about my daughter, it's like just having these really big conversations and little sound bites just all throughout her formative years is really going to help to shape that. Is she going to go to high school and all of a sudden want to do her hair and have the jewelry and, and wear the dresses maybe, but she's going to know that it's really not important. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. my, that's my position on that right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's so important. I've never been to, to, to Toronto, so I don't know the culture there. I imagine because it's a large metropolitan city. It's, you know, similar to where I grew up in Boston. I was in Manhattan and, you know, D.C. Yeah. a little bit. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's all about what you're wearing, how you show up, what you look like. And so I might be fast forwarding a little bit, but now we're in Costa Rica and it's a completely different vibe. <laughs> So I still want to hear more about your story, but I just feel like right at this moment, yeah, I just kind yeah. of want to hear, because we're talking about your little girl and, you know, we're talking about 15-year-olds, but what goes on here for you that you can really plug into that is different? Oh, it's really different. It's really different. And I'm, I'm also grateful for this experience, too, because I've come from a big, hard, tough, cold city that's got edge, that's got attitude. And my messaging was very on point with Toronto. Mm -hmm. So here I'm finding, I'm finding there is, and it's just, it's not, it's just different, right? There's a lot of focus on the external appearance here for women I'm finding in Costa Rica and expectations mm. on how they show up for sure. Um, and that, you know, I don't think that's gonna change, that's everywhere. But I also say there's a lot, there's a lot more, there's a lot more women at ease with their appearance here as well. So for example, I don't know if you've noticed, but walk down the beach or even the streets in Costa Rica, not much clothing is being worn. <laughs> We're pretty much walking around like, you know, half naked here. And what I'm seeing a lot more of here generally is just a little bit more comfort with that, right? And so, I, I, I'm very appreciative of that. And that has even helped me step outside my comfort zone because um, you guys can't see me now, but I'm wearing very short shorts and a very short crop top. And you look beautiful. <laughs> and I look beautiful, but this wouldn't be how I would dress at home, right? So this is also taking it to the next level for me for saying, okay, let's walk down that street half naked and let's own it and let's feel comfortable with it and let's right. let the world see. So There's a lot of different shapes and sizes of women here, and yeah. I always appreciate that as well. There's so much beauty in that and in the clothes they wear, you know, and sometimes it's yeah. really not maybe what we're used to. But when I look at it in a real non-judgmental way, I said, wow, like, go girl, you know, oh, just totally. own it. Totally. And it, it, yeah. it's really, for me, everything that radiates outside of the clothes, because you could have the most perfect body, right? the woman with the most fit, what, what you were really into, you know, for a while, um, walking down the street. But if she doesn't have the confidence, and like you mentioned, dead inside, then you can see that. It's an energetic force that is just not lit. So if you're a woman going down, it doesn't matter what size or shape you are, it doesn't matter what clothes you are, but if you're owning it and you love it and you're happy and your joy, uh. lit, your joy light is lit, this You're is beautiful. The dream. This is the absolute dream. Kath, I'll never remember a few years into that whole fitness competition world, and I was at my heaviest weight, which obviously <laughs> there's beauty in all shapes and sizes, but when you're so in the in the throes of like body image disorder and eating disorders, you don't you don't know that. Mm -hmm. And I remember w watching a, a girl walk down the street in shorts, lots of cellulite, and I was like, ah, boy, I want that. I want to be able to walk down the street and not be ashamed of my body. Like, fuck, if she can do it, how come I can't yeah, do it? That, I didn't expect you to say that, actually. I expected you to say that your first reaction was that judgmental. No. Not because of you, yeah. because I know you so well, but I think even just wrapping your mind around it, and I dip into that every once in a while, and then you're just like, again, going back to like, Look at her radiate. She's beautiful. So good yeah. for you. I mean, you just own this whole space, Cal. And again, just as a transformational life coach and bringing women into this, it's just so 
amazing to see you stay so committed on this path of inspiring, uplifting, and holding no judgment for women as they go through this. So tell us a little bit about what's going on right now for you. So you moved to Costa Rica just over a year ago. Yep. You still have the business in Toronto. Yep. So the business, I mean, obviously it's, you know, we've just, we're coming perhaps to the tail end of a, uh, a two-year pandemic. We'll see. Um, so the business was definitely impacted in Toronto. We were shut down for, I'm going to say, in, in, in total, like 300 days, you know, over the course of a year. And, you know, I am thankful for our doors being open again in Toronto. Memberships are soaring again. Like women are coming back to the gym. It's, it's actually, it, it's on the up again. Um, and I, I'm here, I'm here in Costa Rica with my family and there's no turning back. Like this is my home. This is where I want to live the next little chapter of my life. And, you know, a big part of, a big part of my goal and my mission is to broaden my reach. How can I reach more women, more women, perhaps around the world, more women, perhaps at even younger ages, um, so just before I left to come here, we had launched a teen girls program that kind of embodies a lot of what we're speaking of now. It boomed it like watching these teen girls come into the club to train, talk about pull-ups. If even for two hours a week, they're able to step away from all of the pressure that they feel. My work with our teen community was like, it, it, it's it's one of the one of my biggest accomplish, accomplishments. Um, so these are physical classes. Physical is there, classes. Okay. Yeah. Is there like inspirational classes? Is that just automatic? That just comes with. It comes. It just comes with the whole mindset of your trainers yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. So I want to go back now to opening night. So all of that happened. You opened Move. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I opened Move. Everyone's like, "What is what?" You mean you don't weigh people? You don't measure them? Yeah. So open, and I, 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 I look that girl right in the eye, and I said, "We're better than Dove," and I went on to the next person to speak to, and you know, something magical just happened that night. Like, I just started feeling like at home, like I've done something really good here, and. It just, it, it went on, it snowballed from there. The next morning we opened our doors for our first classes. They were like waitlisted. And within a matter of three months, there was this community that had been built of women. So we I didn't put any mirrors in my club, in my fitness space. There's no uh, body calipers that test your body fat. There's no scales. There's no talk of like anything other than let's like, let's, get empowered, let's get strong. Within three months, I wish, I wish I could show you guys some videos, but music is pumping. Girls are like barbells on their back. Girls are doing pull-ups. People are cheering each other on. Like, you're so strong, amazing. Like, it was, oh, I couldn't, I was like so excited. I couldn't even be in the room. I was like, this, this is it. I call my husband, I say, baby, we did it. Um, and there was a lot, a lot of accolades in the community. and. That girl, and if she's by any chance listening, she knows who she, who she is. She called me. She said, hey, Kelly, I got to say sorry. Wow. I got to say sorry. She's like, kudos to you. Nice. She's like, good job. And so a couple of years in, you know, she comes to my classes and so forth. She's, she's actually amazing. I really love her. <laughs> we, we have a, a, it works out a that special way sometimes. relationship. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So what's really even cooler about all of this, my messaging, my Instagram, everything was always very different than the narrative that was happening in the fitness space. It was like at the time, body love, body positivity, get strong, all of these things. Little by little, I started, I started to see other gyms following suit. I started to see subtle shifts in the messaging and that was my moment of like, oh, okay, we did it. I came, I, I'm home. I came 360, like. Amazing. And that was, yeah, that was kind of, that was, that was my story. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And how long ago was this? Six, seven years. Seven years. Mm -hmm. So you've been doing this for seven years. I've been on my own, in my own journey for seven years, but okay. I've been in fitness for yeah. 20, 20 plus. Yeah. 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 So the name of the uh, fitness club is Move. 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 Yeah. 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 Wow. 
Amazing, Kel. I mean, I know your story, but I didn't know it that deeply. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy to share with you and like the world here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So let's say, all right. So I guess I want to talk about, um, again, what's going on down here. You have just created a more move. You've created more move. More More move. Yeah. (laughs) And um, we're doing it here in Playa Hermosa, in Jaco, rather. And we're also doing it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So we, you know, we came here and then after six months, I'm kind of getting to know people in the community. and, And I saw an opportunity. I saw an opportunity to do fitness the way I do fitness. Um, to focus on strong and, and so forth. There's a lot of other fitness experiences in Hako that are based on some of those other things that I've really tried to step away from. So I saw an opportunity. I got in there. And by the way, for everyone who's listening, Kathy was my first client. I was. Here. Yeah, she's amazing. I I was also very nervous on the first day. I'm like, is anyone going to come? Like, <laughs> Kathy showed up. <laughs> I did, and I'm still there. And she's still here. Eight months later. Or yeah. S- yeah. And so it just it just continued to grow. Um, I'm really excited because I have a community of maybe 30, 30 women that come to see me. And I also then saw uh, an opportunity to expand the brand into different parts of Costa Rica. And then I met this uh, beautiful woman who's also from Toronto, but I, I'd never met her before. She's here in Costa Rica. Her name's Lynn. Um, so Lynn became the first uh, franchise owner of Move, and that was always on my list. We'd been approached in Toronto about franchise um, opportunities, but, you know, I'm so new in business and I didn't, you know, I just, it wasn't time. And then I met Lynn and then I said, it's time. Yeah. Amazing. So now we have two locations in, in Costa Rica and I feel like, you know, there's like that. I, I say this all the time, but I feel like it's just my beginning, right? Um, well, you, your message resonates so much. So let's hear about the feedback that you're getting. I mean, how is that going? What's going on in Toronto? What's going on here? What is that you know, messaging, that mirroring back to you that you're just continuing to light up about? So uh, I, I, there's so much, Kathy. I know, I know. <laughs> Narrow so it much. down, Cal, because I know that you're just getting overwhelmed with love and support. But it's, a, it's an energy exchange. You're giving it and you're getting it back. So what are women saying to you that is just that positive messaging? It's just a reinforcement of, of me, of me being successful at doing what I set out to do and what I set out, what I commit to do. Women are thanking me for the fitness experience. Women are telling me they're feeling stronger than they ever have. Women are showing up and spending two to three hours a week with me loving being in their body mm-hmm. like that for me is a win like redefining like redefining the fitness experience for women that is my number one goal to create a space free of the toxicity that exists in the fitness space for women a, a space where that women can come and feel empowered and supported and know that they are capable of so much more than their physical appearance and and I'm I'm hearing this from literally every woman I train and I just so you're seeing the light bulb go off on women and just say like wow I haven't experienced this type of like self-love before yeah through fitness through moving and a lot of gratitude I, I, I get a lot of thanks and gratitude every week for making that space and holding that mm. space for women um, one very special client for me um, has had a very tumultuous relationship with her body and with personal trainers and she came because she'd heard about the work that I do. And she came to our, our group. And this for me was another moment. I'll share this with you. She's very, very cautious of her body. Um, she's been with me for about two months. Just last week in class, she took off her shirt, continued to move in her bra top. Wow. And didn't even think about it. And that is like a, a little win that I was like, holy fuck, this girl right here is like in her body. She's feeling comfortable. If even for that hour, she has no fucks given about how she looks. Mm -hmm. She's feeling good. She's feeling empowered. Like, this is why I'm here. You held that space for her. Yeah. You created the container that was just supportive and loving. Yeah. Beautiful. And so that's why, like, I I am also a stickler in in, in what I do. Like, I'm not going to feed into that. If you've lost weight... 
Well, I know I've said that to you before. I'm like, Cal, don't I look good? Because I still want that that validation, I right? I know. But I, I mean, we could we could go. It's not about me, and we could go no, no, on about it. that because I I've never experienced anything that you talk about. You know, and you've yes. taught me so much about how negative. Of course, I know that women growing up have all different uh, programs. Again, cultural and you know societal you know, expectations of how we're supposed to look, how we're supposed to act, you know, be, act like a lady and things like that. <laughs> What's I a mean, lady? <laughs> yeah. My father used to say, like, know, that's not right? very ladylike. And I can see even now that, you know, I understood at a deep level what he was talking about. And I needed to, you know. All of the subtle little, little things become but just But I never did go to the gym mm-hmm. and have, you know, that feeling of I need to look this way or so. You've taught me so much about that. You've exposed me, and it's not surprising, truthfully, but you've exposed me to this whole other side of fitness. Um, so to, to know that there are women who are just flocking to you to move, whether it's in Toronto or here in Costa Rica, to get this new experience, to shed these different ideas, to heal their mind through their body, I mean, again, just how inspirational and how beautiful, Cal, that you're just holding the space for them to see a whole new way of how to show up and how to be. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Kathy. Yeah, it's amazing, truthfully. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I take great pride in teaching women how to move well. Um, you know, it's like my tagline, move well, get strong, be your best. Like, move well, get strong. Imagine, like, the fundamental principles of why we exercise to move well, to get strong. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is it. So teaching good quality movement, keeping people mobile and limber and strong, you know, pain-free for life. Like the men, let's talk about the mental fitness aspect of it all, the emotional. Um, and then so, tie it together for the mind-body connection, right? Of yeah. being just joyful in your life for no other yeah. reason except that you're joyful and you feel healthy. I love that you're always bringing in, you know, real life experiences into why our bodies need to be strong. Because that resonates so much with me. And um, yeah, and I know that I've grown in my fitness experience. Oh my God, you're a beast. <laughs> you're a beast now. You you guys should see Kathy and her push-ups, her pull-ups. Like, I, oh my God, I created I created a strong girl. I well, mean, you Kathy- you created something, girl. That you sure did. And I, I do believe, I'll just say this, um, just to kind of finish up, like I believe my profession holds such an immense- responsibility like we are the first line of defense for women's experience in fitness Um, I also do train a lot of male clients but (laughs) you know like I remember my mom when I told her I'm quitting my job and I'm going to become a personal trainer she's like what is that Mm. what is that yeah so I'm really happy as well that I've been able to redefine um I don't what a personal trainer is and I've been able to you know bring a lot of new I call them coaches, not personal trainers, under my belt over the last like seven, eight years and kind of like bring them on my journey. So I'm also contributing to the fitness space by this new generation of female coaches that get it, that get why we need to show up. Um, and it's it, it, it's moving, it's moving. And I'm really happy. And yeah, I just, uh, someone said to me the other day, well, you're 47, are you going to retire soon? Hmm. Like what? From what? Like what, stop, from moving? Stop, stop moving? No. Okay. No, I just, I always I'm sure say, they had a different lens they were looking through than yours. But exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm 47, and I feel better than I ever have in my entire life. And am I going to quit anytime soon? No. Like, mm-hmm. I believe I can move well, be strong, be influential until I'm gone. Right. That's that. And that's my goal. And that's what I want. And you, and you give yeah. women that. I mean, you show them that this can be their goal as well. Because yeah. there's no end. It's not winning a trophy up on stage. Oh, my God. Because that's an, and, and you experienced it, and you yeah. shared that with us, that mm-hmm. that was the end, and then you had to start over. Yeah. So with yeah. what you're explaining to me, if I'm hearing it right, there is no end. This is a lifelong journey of just continuing being strong and being healthy. No yeah. Oh my God. In addition to... 
you know, the inspiration and your expertise with moving, because again, you've been in the industry for 20 plus 20 years, plus. 20 mm -hmm. plus years. And this is your passion, not just in class, but your preparation is absolutely amazing. And I know that you're, I won't say obsessive, but you're, and you say you're not an expert, which I, I can't even wrap my head around that because I know that you're <laughs> completely geeked out on all of body movement and kinesiology and all of that stuff. You know all the muscles, you talk about them in class. So you're really also extremely knowledgeable. It's not just an idea or a theory or something that you hope to bring to women. I mean, this is also based in true science, true fitness and all of that. So saying that, you're even beyond that because you're talking right now, you're learning a lot about nutrition. Your husband is uh, an amazing um, acupuncturist. He does Chinese medicine. So this has really become such a family, not even, I don't even want to say a family business. It's more of a family like energy, right? It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It's something that you two go out, you're, you're healthy, you, I know you may not want me to say this, but you're healthy looking, you know, and again, I think, no, I think that can be, that's not just about, you know, your arm muscles or your, yeah, you know, your I abs, understand. you radiate. So for me, that is health, right? You look healthy. Thanks, Kath. But you're, like I was saying, you, you're doing the nutrition part of it. So you're talking a lot about that. Uh, your husband talks a lot about energy, which, you know, is one of my favorite topics you're really starting to dip into that. So where do you see all of this going? Is there like a, a stronger evolution with this? I mean, I think I know the answer, but I'd like to hear it from you. <laughs> yes, there, there, I, lo I love that question. And I didn't prepare to answer that question, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna speak from the heart. So I've been on this journey for the last 20 plus years in fitness, and it's been like this. It's been around the corner, up, back down, it's, it's evolved. And this last piece or this next piece is really about flowing and moving from the inside out. And so my husband's kind of bringing like the whole energy work and um, microbiome nutrition. And so, you know, going from move well, get strong, be your best to perhaps evolving to strong body, strong mind, strong woman, like I'm just kind of playing with that concept. So, and yeah. I'm just going to stop you because I'm really interested. Are you going to stay with the women because you are training men? So, are we going to open that up, or is it still going to? Are you still going to stay with the women? That was your tagline that you just mentioned. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I really love holding that protected that protected space for women. Understand, but I also love training men, mm -hmm. and it's just such a different. It's a different thing completely. Um, and, and I do love that. So I think I, I definitely will continue to create that protected space because I still am committed to my mission. Like I still want to impact as many women as I can. You know, some women don't care at all if there's men in the class, but some women are very, very sensitive. Um, I have a couple of clients that if there's a man anywhere in, in the presence, they shut down and they don't want it. And I'm very happy to hold that space, right? We, for whatever reason, so that's always going to be a part of my brand and what I do. But I also love the dynamic of training men mm -hmm. and co-ed spaces is fun too. Mm -hmm. So my husband also is like, you know, he treats men and women. So we're slowly starting to bring our worlds together. I'm super focused on the physical body and the emotional body. And my husband is like the energetic Okay. The energetic body. So we're, yeah, we're, 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 we're growing. We're All learning. Right. I know you're growing and learning. Yeah. So we need to talk quickly if you don't, if you're ready to share this, but what's going on in HACO with what you're physically building right now? Can you share that with us? Yes. <laughs> so I am building a... And I just want to say, yeah. again, going back to life coaching and all the... Um, you know, universal laws and things, but everything's created twice, right? So I just want to bring this to you and see how you feel because I know it's going to resonate with you. Everything's created twice, first in our mind and then in the physical form. So right now what I'm witnessing with you is this absolute manifestation that has been planned for so long. And it's this beautiful vision. And now it's literally being built in brick and mortar. 
So when I was 17, I created a mission statement. It was my personal mission statement. It was, and it's not that deep. <laughs> it was to wake up every morning with an ocean view. I was always called to the ocean. I, I traveled a lot with my mom. My mom was a single mom. She took me everywhere and I got to go along for the ride with her. And I knew that I was the happiest when I was by the ocean, by the sun. So, you know, even in my whole career in fitness, owning my own gym, all of that, I always pictured every day, like I almost got lost in my thoughts. I, I, I forgot about my reality. I would picture this gym, the studio overlooking the ocean, almost like a jungle gym. Like I pictured it, I felt it, I was in it. What it smelled like, what it felt like, what it looked like, right? What my it husband sounded would be like. like, babe, what are you thinking? I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm just thinking of my future. Nice. But I, I gotta bring that future here closer. So yes, I'm building a work lift space right now. The top floor of the space is going to be my my ocean view gym. And I'm, I, I'm just so excited. It's almost like, is this real? Is this really happening? And yes, it is. It's amazing. It's going to be a beautiful open air gym. And yeah, it's got, it's going to have an ocean view, an ocean view. It has a beautiful ocean view. Yeah. So who's invited there? What does it look like? Um, so basically right now it's for, for all of my clients that I'm currently training. I do not wish to have a massive, like overcrowded gym. I really want to keep my client base intimate. And so it's all classes. It's going to be classes and one-to-one -one training. Okay. Um, I would love to open up my space to a couple other practitioners, perhaps massage. Um, my husband's practice will be up there maybe uh, a yoga structure that's in line with kind of the movement that I do and that's very complementary to what I do. And, and that's it. So it's going to be a small, very close-knit community. Um, and, and it's just going to, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It already is. Thanks, Kath. Yeah. Because you just said at 17, you created this, which is <sighs> crazy, right? Yeah. Like I can't just, I just walked on the beach. I'm like, what? Where are we going next? Like it's a so nuts. move in Toronto is going to stay exactly the way it is. Yeah. Yes. Do you want to let everybody know how to get in touch? If we have so many friends from Canada right now, so many friends from Toronto. <laughs> I know there's if so many <laughs> for some strange reason. If they're unaware of move right now, can you just tell them where it is and how to get in touch with everybody there? So Move Fitness Club is in Toronto. It's on Toronto's east side. It's in a community called Leslieville. You can visit us on Instagram. We have a big presence there. Or we have our website, which is movefitnessclub.com. Um, and if you, I would like to say this, if you're listening to this out there and any of what I said resonates with you, find me on Instagram. Kelly Taphouse is my handle. Um, I would love to hear from you. Like, just just drop me a line if, if any of this landed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because you're... So, it, I've actually heard, and I, I haven't shared this with you, but I've heard from other friends who go to class, uh, to, who go to your class, and they've changed from other trainers in town. And, we and we all, we all, you know, we're all attracted to people for all different reasons. And we're all on a journey. And I know I've spoken to you so many times about it's not right or wrong, it's not good or bad, but they have said that they love not only your expertise, um, the way that you, you know, really truly understand movement in the body, but they love how nurturing you are. Oh, I know. I wish I could end human suffering. <laughs> it's like my, my heart, you know, when you struggle, when you struggle, it just gives you this, this, uh, so really what yeah. I'm saying to the audience is yeah. seriously, if you have any questions or if there's anything that you know, has resonated with you in this conversation. If there's something, you know, in your life right now that just isn't going well, and maybe it's from the toxic fitness world, or maybe it's just, you know, um, dysfunctional body, you know, images of yourself, or um, maybe even something physical happened to you with your body and you're not, you know, at, I know Kelly's not, you're not a um, therapist. But, but you know so much and you can help them in this regard and they can see what you do and, and what this is all about. And just by being connected to you, I mean, it's an energetic, you know, positivity. So 
Thanks, Thanks Cal. Thanks so much for all you do, for Thank bringing you. you know all this to women, no matter whether they're three, whether they're 15, whether they're, my gosh, I started this when I was 53. So wow. um, <laughs> yeah, and I honestly, it's the first time I've done something like this. You know, I've always been uh, active, but not in this, you know, um, class, the structured class uh, three times a week or two times a week, whenever I you know, hope to get there. <laughs> She's pretty consistent. She's I'm, pretty, pretty I'm very consistent. Yeah. I am very consistent, yeah. I will say, because of your leadership. So, yeah. So reach out to Cal. Find her on Instagram. We also have Lynn, who's in Playa Coco, and Cal's here in Jaco, Costa Rica. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say, Cal. You've shared so much with us, and you're such a beautiful soul inside and out. Gosh, so, Kat. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm literally blushing. It's also really hot in Costa Rica. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. I'm so grateful for you. I'm grateful and, for you too, Kathy. And to share my story with everyone. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being And Then What Happened, because you had a lot of And Then What Happens. And I appreciate your journey so, so much. And I appreciate you all for being here. This has been a really, really inspirational time with my friend Kelly Taphouse of Move Fitness Clubs in Toronto and here in Playa, in Playa Coco and in Haco. So thanks for being here on episode number two. Talk to you soon. Woo! <laughs> All right. <laughs>